Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 195 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading both Psalm 7 and Psalm 8 today and our focus is on whether or not we should forgive people who have not asked and have not repented and are not sorry. So it's a big question. Well, every day we dig into one or two chapters of the Word of God and it takes us about 10, 12 13, maybe a little bit more sometimes, maybe a little bit less other times a day to do that. But our goal is to read the Bible daily, to think about the Bible daily, and to obey the Bible daily. So I will appreciate you listening. Please think about sharing the show with your friends and neighbors. The more the merrier in terms of reading the Word of God together. Our website, Bible2021.com, and you can go there for a full transcript of each episode as well as a contact contact page and more. So recently I was out for a walk near the beach and I listened to two things as I was walking. First, I finished up a fantastic Tom Rainer book on becoming a welcoming church and I highly recommend that book. Very practical, uh, help for a church looking to do better at having guests. And second, uh, and maybe not very congruous with the first thing I listened to. I listened to a true crime podcast, which is kind of my thing, about a particularly loathsome and evil murderer who murdered two teenage boys, age 14 and 16 years old, as well as some other people, and is completely and totally unrepentant. In fact, even after being caught and charged, this accused murderer has had to be restrained in court, including having one of those like Hannibal Lecter-style masks put on his face because he literally spat in the face of his own lawyer. His trial has been delayed multiple times because he keeps firing his lawyers and just like mouthing off against the judges in the courtroom. And the podcast actually included snippets of him talking in court. And look, I'll just be honest with you. I, I mean, of course, he's a terrible person because he's all the things he's done. But just listening to him, it just makes your skin crawl. Even the podcast hosts who've done like hundreds of these episodes seem like they were completely done with this guy. He was unremorseful to the maximum, defiant, unrepentant, and even taunting. I mean, just such a distasteful, horrible person. And the mother of the two boys uh, was interviewed and said something I found very interesting. She, uh, the mother of the two boys that were murdered, that is, she said she knows she's supposed to forgive because that's what she learned in church, but it's really hard to forgive such a man. And you know what? I was totally struck by her statement and sympathized with her. The thing is, forgiveness is indeed commanded and modeled by Jesus. And one of my all-time favorite Christian books is Total Forgiveness by Pastor R.T. Kendall, a man I've had the pleasure of meeting and spending some time with and think very highly of him. And if you go back to uh, Bible2021.com for this year and BibleReadingPodcast.com for last year and search for forgiveness, you'll find several episodes of the show that's focused on forgiveness and how important it is. But here's a question we haven't really grappled with before. Must we forgive people who are completely defiant, unrepentant, unsorry, unremorseful, and still determined to keep doing all the wrong they're doing? Now, that is a most interesting question, and I'm not entirely sure the Bible directly and specifically addresses it, but 
There are many teachings in the Word of God about forgiveness. So think about such teachings of Jesus as Mark eleven twenty five. Jesus says, whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. Similarly, Matthew six fifteen. for if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. And there's even a warning kind of similar to the others in Matthew eighteen thirty five. Jesus says, so also my heavenly Father will do to you, in other words, punish you, if you do not forgive his brother or sister from your heart. So it's pretty strong teachings of Jesus on forgiveness. And of course, we also have some from Paul in Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Let all bitterness, anger and wrath and shouting and slander be removed from you along with all malice and be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. And also Colossians 3, 12 and 13. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, Humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. So the foundation of almost every one of those passages is we have been forgiven, so we must forgive. And then we have Luke 17, verses 3 and 4, which do seem to be a little closer to the specifics of our question. Jesus says, be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and comes back to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So obviously forgiveness, very, very important. But does God forgive those who are not repentant or unremorseful for their sin? Well, let's read our Psalms today and find out. Psalm chapter seven, verse one in the Christian Standard Bible Lord my God, I seek refuge in you. Save me from all my pursuers and rescue me, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. Lord my God, if I have done this, if there's injustice on my hands, if I've done harm to one at peace with me, or if plundered my adversary without cause, may an enemy pursue and overtake me. May he trample me to the ground and leave my honor in the dust. Selah. Rise up, Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my adversaries. Awake for me. You have ordained a judgment. Let the assembly of peoples gather around you. Take your seat on high over it. The Lord judges the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity. Let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. The one who examines the thoughts and emotions is a righteous God. My shield is with God. He saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who shows his wrath every day. If anyone does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has strung his bow and made it ready. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He tips his arrows with fire. See, the wicked one is pregnant with evil, conceives trouble and gives birth to deceit. He dug a pit and hollowed it out, but fell into the hole he had made. His trouble comes back on his own head. His own violence comes down on top of his head. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord Most High. Psalm chapter 8, verse 1. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You've covered the heavens with your majesty. From the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have established a stronghold on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. 
When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, a son of man that you look after him? You made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, as well as the animals in the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. Well, amen. So back to our main question. Must we forgive the unrepentant? Or should we withhold forgiveness until there is repentance and remorse? We've just read in Psalm 7 that God is going to come after the unrepentant. And we also read earlier in Luke 17 that we are to forgive those who repent. And we're not told exactly how to handle those who don't repent. But the website gotquestions.org tackled this question recently and they concluded that scripture says to forgive others as we've been forgiven and love one another as we've been loved. We should be willing and ready to extend forgiveness to anyone who comes to us confessing his sin and repenting. Not only is this an obligation, but it should be our delight. If we are truly thankful for our own forgiveness, we should have no hesitancy in granting forgiveness to a repentant offender, even if he wrongs us again and again. After all, we too sin again and again. We're thankful that God forgives us when we come to him with a true repentant heart of confession. And that brings us to our main question. Should we forgive a person who does not confess his sin and is not repentant? Biblically, full forgiveness is not just something that the offended person offers. It requires that the offender receives it, bringing reconciliation to the relationship. 1 John 1 9 shows that the process of forgiveness is primarily to free the sinner. Forgiveness ends the rejection, thus reconciling the relationship. This is why we must be willing to forgive others. If we aren't willing to forgive, we refuse to allow others to enjoy what God has blessed us with. Modern pop psychology is wrongly taught that forgiveness is one-sided, that reconciliation is unnecessary, and that the purpose of this unilateral forgiveness is to free the offended person of feelings of bitterness. While it is true, we must not harbor bitterness in our hearts, so says Hebrews 12.15, or repay evil for evil, so says 1 Peter 3.9, we also should make sure we follow God's lead and not extend forgiveness to the unrepentant. In short, we should withhold forgiveness from those who do not confess and repent. At the same time, we should extend the offer of forgiveness and maintain an attitude of readiness to forgive. If forgiveness is given prematurely without the prerequisites of confession and repentance, then the truth has not been dealt with openly by both parties. If the offender doesn't acknowledge his sin, then he really does not understand what it means to be forgiven. In the long run, bypassing confession or repentance doesn't help the offender to understand the significance of sin, and it precludes a sense of justice, causing the offended person to battle even more against bitterness. So here are some key guidelines for godly forgiveness. 1. Acknowledge the fact of the evil, from Romans 12, 9. 2. Leave vengeance to the Lord. 3. Leave no room for bitterness, revenge, grudges, or retaliation. 4. Have a heart ready to forgive at a moment's notice. 5. Trust God to give you the ability to overcome evil with good, even to love and feed your enemy. 6. Remember that God has instituted governing authorities, and part of their role, according to Romans 13, is to be God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the 
wrongdoer. One reason we don't have to avenge ourselves is that God has authorized the government to provide that kind of justice. So, while this is not a question that the Bible directly and specifically and exactly answers, we can see two big things. One, God points us and urges us and commands us toward forgiveness. And two, his pattern is to not forgive until there is confession and repentance. And, you know, it was saying, I'm sorry, you might be wondering about that. Well, confession is simply agreeing with somebody, saying with somebody. And I think a sincere apology, like, I'm sorry I did that, I think that really does count as a confession. Now, if you're not sincere, of course it does not. But a sincere, I'm sorry, I was wrong, that sounds like a confession to me. And I think in that case, even if a person, as Jesus points out, has sinned against us seven times in a day and says, I'm sorry, every time, uh, we should forgive them. But in cases where this woman was faced with with her children, so tragically murdered in that situation, I'm not sure forgiveness should be extended in that situation. It certainly doesn't seem from Psalm 7 that God extends forgiveness in that situation. And again, no retaliation, no bitterness, no revenge or anything like that. That's God's business and the governing authority's business. But I'm not sure we are required by God's word to extend full forgiveness to those who are defiantly unrepentant and not sorry. You pray through that and consider what the Word of God is saying. Let's close with our verse of the month. It's Luke six forty-seven and 48. Jesus says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. Well, friends, may our house be also well built on the foundation of the teachings of Jesus. Good day to you and Godspeed.